So more Good News Season 2 is all about people doing good through following their passions, good for their own souls and for others. I'm Kate Cherichello, and welcome to today's episode. Let's spread a little more goodness in the world. Welcome back to some more good news. Today's guest is Elizabeth Kerpat, formerly known as Porcelli. And Elizabeth is the school psychologist for Belvedere School District in New Jersey. She is a wife, a mother, a friend, and if all of that weren't enough, she is also, I have to look at my notes because it's a lot, the Belvedere Elementary School Play Director, Improv and Drama Instructor, the Belvedere High School Technical Crew Advisor, and one more, she is also the Managing Director of Phillipsburg Area Summer Youth Theater. And those are only the ones that I know, I'm sure there are others. (laughs) Ever since I have known Elizabeth, which has been a long time, her hand has been in so many pots and somehow she just magically gives 100% to all of it. I don't know if that's how you feel, but I sure see that. So thanks so much for being here today. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. So just five questions. You can answer them however you'd like, uh, long, short, or anything in between. And again, the whole purpose is just to show that people are doing good in this world. So first of all, I gave you an intro, but tell me who you are and what you do in your own words. Okay. So I am Elizabeth Kerpat, formerly Elizabeth Porcelli. Um, I went to Fulford High School with the wonderful Kate Turricello. <laughs> um, and uh, so currently, right now, I am a school psychologist, although I'm off for the summer. Um, like you said, I'm the managing director of the Phillipsburg Area Summer Youth Theater um, at Belvedere. I do lots of weird things. Um, I'm the junior class advisor, so I'm in charge of prom. I'm also the elementary school play director, the technical advisor for the high school musical. I do an improv club. Um, I do detention. I do tickets and security for sporting events. Um, So I do a little bit of everything. Oh, I'm a lunchroom monitor for the elementary school too. Um, I do a little bit of everything because I love staying connected to the Belvedere community that I work in. And then the Phillipsburg Summer Area Youth Theater gives me connection to the community I live in. So those are my ways of staying connected to my community, I guess. And you're so good at doing that. Hey, Elizabeth, tell me how you got to this career and the world that you're in now. Okay. Um, So I had no idea what I wanted to do in college. So I went in undeclared, which annoyed my mother to no end. Um, (laughs) So I declared probably several majors, but one was theater. So I took three years of theater classes and my junior year, I decided I wanted to change everything up and hope to still graduate. And I went into psychology. Um, I had no idea what I was going to do with that because similar to a theater degree, it leads to changing adult diapers. You can't really do much with a psychology degree unless you have um, uh, a master's or a doctorate. So um, I interned with a guidance counselor and there was this overworked little man that would not speak to me. He had files to the ceiling. He was overworked, miserable. He was the school psychologist for that district. And I had no idea what his job was, but for some reason it called to me and I left guidance counseling and started a school psychology program. Um, And so I took time off from theater because that was most of my life through high school and uh, college. So once I got out of grad school, I found myself lucky enough to find a district, Belvedere, um, in little old Warren County, um, that 
had a school psychologist who was looking to retire soon. So she let me do all my internships with her and then left. And luckily I was hired there, but they also had an opening for theater. And I have been lucky enough to take over the entire elementary school theater program and the administration kind of lets me do whatever I want. So if I have a whim, I get to do it um, as long as it's in the best interest of the kids, which is kind of my thing anyway. Um, that's how I got to Belvedere and doing theater. So I finally got to combine my day job and my hobby slash passion um, of theater in the same place and getting to do it for students. And then um, while I was getting back into out of grad school and starting a career, the Phillipsburg Area Summer Youth Theater had asked if I could direct one of their junior camps. And um, I did, and I loved it, but I could see that there were some room for improvement. So I tend to, um, tend to be motivated by uh, errors or things I feel like I can correct. So my strategy, I'm not sure it was the best, but looking back, but at the time, was I gave them a list of everything I thought needed to change about their organization. And I guess it worked because they said, hey, do you want to be in charge? And I said, sure. So, <laughs> I didn't know that's how it came about. <laughs> yeah, I was just working for them. And I was, I guess, I mean, I guess it's presumptuous, but I really felt like there was room for improvement and just errors that I think we could turn around and uh, they let me. So. <laughs> it's kind of a lot of people just letting me run with passions that I have is how That's I got here. Put it too. I love it. If it sounds like she has 15 full-time jobs, she essentially does. <laughs> it feels like that too, especially now with an almost one-year-old. It's been an interesting ride. Yes, very much almost one. We're in July now. Yeah. <laughs> Great. And now I know that the pandemic has obviously obviously changed your schedule a lot from working in person to being home, from theater being canceled. What kind of more specifically has changed what's back to a sense of normal? What can't you wait to get back to a sense of normal? And what do you hope changes for good that has changed for the better? Interesting and very a packed question there, Kate. Uh, it's kind I of four ask, questions in one, but. <laughs> I'll probably ask you for a reminder. Um, sure. So my day job as a school psychologist changed a lot, obviously from March 13th, which was actually my elementary school's opening night. Um, we were doing Wizard of Oz and it was probably one of my worst, although I've had weird opening nights. So um, it was pretty crushing for a lot of the kids but we at that point were under the impression it was just two weeks and we'd come back and we and two weeks later we'll just do it again so um, obviously my job went virtual from March 20th um, until September but uh, in September my district actually did go back in person they were rotated groups um, but by the end of the year we were back in person for half days um, so I think we were only virtual for maybe a week um, of this school year. I was on maternity leave for the first half of the year, but I did go back in person when I um, left leave in February when I came back. So um, my job got weird um, with kids on a half day. It's a lot harder to get you like they're only taking their core classes. So it was harder to connect with students because pulling them from a class when they have not that anything in school is fluff, but there are things that you can easily pull them from like that aren't math and language arts. Um, 
it was much harder to connect with students. They weren't there during lunch, which is when I tend to connect with students the most. Um, and they were really needed to be in class doing stuff and catching up. So it was a lot harder to connect with students on a school psychology base. Um, and I was also much more worried about our population because of everything going on and the way COVID had progressed. And just because we were back in person didn't mean all of the kids were back in person and didn't mean their parents um, or life got back to normal just because school was kind of in person. But again, we were only half day. It's a real weird, it was a weird year. Um, so a lot more worrying about my students um, and not enough time to connect with them. So that's kind of what my day job looked like for theater. Obviously we know theater took a major shutdown um, and I'm hoping, I can't wait for it to come back in the fall. Um, but for our summer organization last summer, we did cancel. Um, obviously there was just no way, but we did do virtual classes for free for anyone. Um, we kind of ran our camp online. We didn't do a full production like we normally do, but we offered classes every day to anyone who wanted to join our Zoom. Um, so that was good and a lot of work, but a lot of fun. Um, this year we did make the choice to cancel again because youth still have the same restriction or still have just as much restrictions um, being on them and running a camp is very restricted still. I understand that a lot of states have moved to lift things, but when it comes to youth, they haven't lifted as much. Um, and it just wasn't, we couldn't do a good job this summer without um, with those restrictions in place. So we did make the choice to cancel again, but we are planning some outdoor in-person events coming up this summer, like an open mic night, a uh, dance night, and some acting games night. So we can connect, reconnect with our summer group in person, um, which I'm optimistic about and hoping that it will go well. And then as for my theater during the school year, um, that obviously uh, we were canceled last year. So devastating to my kids. We did get to film it, which was good. Um, but the high school actually did get to do a musical this year. They did You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown in person with an audience, which was awesome. They did such a great job. And my little elementary children, um, we did do in-person practices. But when it came to opening week, um, two of my leads were quarantined and it just wasn't feasible to do an in-person show. So we worked on filming, which was probably for the best. Because um, like I said, those half days, I think student commitment levels to things had changed. Mm -hmm. I normally have musicals of like 35 to 50 kids. I had 13 this year. Um, and I would say their commitment uh, wasn't always there. And I get it. I'm asking them to do a lot of things after they've just done school in still this pandemic world. But it was really mm -hmm. fun to get to be with them in person again and connect with them again um, and just see them. Because some of them were virtual kids that got to come back to the school for in-person play. So it gave me that connection back to my kids that I was really lacking since March of last year. Great. So yeah. that's how those jobs have changed. Um, I think you asked something about what I would love to see stay. Yes. Um, well, I definitely enjoy being six feet from people in a grocery store. That is very <laughs> nice. I feel much less overwhelmed and anxious because now people stay far away in a line, which is pretty good. Um, and uh, I think an interesting thing that'll come out of COVID is what it's going to happen to colleges now that like virtual is an option and it really kind of leveled the playing field for a lot of colleges. Um, so like, you know, Harvard was just as virtual as um, a community college. So I think kids 
made different choices now um, about college and affording colleges. Um, and I think the switch in education, whether because I, I think some kids thrived in virtual scenarios and a lot of kids didn't. So I think its impact on education is going to be interesting. Um, I know there's 6,000 other things that I liked that will change because of COVID. And of course, right now I can think of none of them. I don't, like the, change. <laughs> I don't like the change to theater. I just I can't wait to see it back. Um, but I think it makes us appreciate it when it comes back mm. a little more because in-person arts have... Uh, struggled for sure because they couldn't really do much but I think the appreciation people will have when they open back up because uh, theater for sure is one of the longest things that has stayed closed like almost everything else is open again at this point and theater is still one of the things that is dragging the longest because you have actors who are so close and in person and sharing all sorts of bodily fluids around each other and around stage. And then audiences that you can't really do the show unless you have full houses. It's really hard to open with half an audience. Um, so I think it'll be exciting to have that um, back and the appreciation we'll all have for it and um, the love we'll all get to have for it again. Well put. Liz, <laughs> you're such a just quintessential example of someone who is always there for you and always willing to step up to the plate. Um, I know you're extended in a million directions, but what I like to call them good news moments. Have you observed over your time working with kids, be it as a psychologist or as a part of theater that you'd like to share? Now, obviously working with kids, you can't be too specific, but you know, anything, stories that ring a bell where you've seen them really benefit from the arts. So that's a, another big packed question. Um, take a second, take I, a second. <laughs> um, I think some students who do my theater program just do it for fun and it's something to do after school, but some kids didn't know it was a passion or a home for them until they started in my program. And I think the development of that and seeing kids really feel accepted and embraced and starting to come out of their skin. I have a lot of students who are very shy on the stage and um, all of a sudden like you know the first year they'll be really shy because I tend to have them from fourth grade to eighth grade so I have a big gap of time with these students um, and some of my kids I was daring once and did a kindergarten through third grade show and it doesn't happen often but some of the kids I'll actually have for several years um, but I think just watching them blossom and find a passion because I, my students who are in high school now, um, I can see some of their moments where it clicked for them and they realized this was such a home and a passion and something they were always going to do. Um, so I have one student who's in college now. She ended up being my Ariel in her eighth grade year of Little Mermaid Junior. And now she's in college studying it. So, um, and I do, her mom always says that was a turning point for her, but it was really when she felt comfortable enough to come out and really run with something. Uh, so I think that was a big turning point. I have a student who's a junior now, or no, he'll be a senior. I forget they all graduate, or we just had graduation, but um, he'll be a senior next year in high school. And I can remember the point he was in fourth grade. And when he auditioned with me, he did, what does the fox say as his audition <laughs> song? Like, you know, fourth graders don't know what auditioning is. And I was very new back then. So like, I didn't focus a lot on it. And I do try and give them the freedom to feel 
like they do whatever's most comfortable for them because I'm an elementary school theater director. I am not a Broadway theater director. I can figure out what you can do with what does the fox say. Um, so he sang what does the fox say, cutest little thing. Um, and we were, the high school was doing Pippin the same year that we were doing, I guess, Schoolhouse Rock Live, maybe? Um, so they were doing Pippin and they were looking for the little kid in Pippin. So I had suggested a student who his parents said they couldn't make the commitment. Okay. And then our second choice was, what does the fox say? Our little, what does the fox say, boy? And um, he, his parents said yes. And I, I do think that was a moment that really changed his life. Um, uh, we were just actually talking about this recently with them and him. Uh, he used to keep his hands in his sleeves, like he would keep the sleeve up to here. And so all you'd see is these little fingers because he was so little and it was like his first, their show was before mine. So it was the first thing he was doing. Um, but he is, he, ever since then, parents asked, what can we do? And I said, put him in tap because boys who tap go places, like <laughs> boys who learn to tap. So they put him in tap lessons. He's a phenomenal dancer now. He taught, um, him and another student taught all my elementary school kids to tap when we did Singing in the Rain Junior. So every oh. single cast member, including myself, tapped in the show um which was very cool um and now he is looking to go into musical theater too but like it's those moments where you just know it like clicked for them and then I have a girl who's going to be a sophomore who she just found such a comfortable home and like it her acceptance like just you know the people that she was meant to be with and her, she just this passion um it lit a fire in her and her passion mm -hmm. and figuring out who she wants to be and she probably won't do theater which is fine or maybe she will maybe she'll be an actress I don't know but um it definitely it lit a passion in her to to move forward and be successful in whatever she does um so those are three great examples, but it's also yeah. things like I've had students with um, reading disabilities that become more confident because they had to memorize lines and they had to say them in front of people. And that's uh, the same as reading in class, but they don't realize it. They feel like they have to do it because it's for a show, but it's also translating to those reading skills in the classroom and they get more comfortable reading in the classroom. Um, and it's just self-esteem boosting. I mean, we don't, I never put down a kid and I don't let the other kids in the class put anyone down. Uh, they hear the famous line all the time. I'm also the school psychologist so that everyone has to be kind. I must say that a hundred times a year. Um, but I think uh, their self-esteem too. Like when they're with me, we're all a family and we all have to get along. They don't have to be best friends as soon as they leave that theater, but they do have to be polite and kind to each other. And I have awkward conflicts and I have weird friend things that happen. I mean, it's a drama club, so there's a lot of drama. Um, but I think our underlying theme is they have to be kind um, and we participate in like the national week of respect and, you know, I make sure that they represent our school and so they need to be um, a beacon of respecting each other's and kindness and I hold them to a very different standard than I hold our everyday students um, and I'm hoping that challenge, you know, carries with them. It's amazing how the recurring theme with people who grew up in the arts or work with kids in the arts, it keeps coming back to that no matter what career field you choose, 
the confidence building that comes from getting on a stage, memorizing the lines, working with others, and that accepting aspect you said. Like, when have you ever been a part of a show where the overarching theme isn't that like family and getting along and feeling welcomed? And that's, I mean, that's one of the most important things. That's what I hope my theater brings to the town of Belvedere. And I do think it's bringing, but with the high school director and myself, I think we are bringing more acknowledgement to theater in the mm-hmm. area. And especially we're one square, we're one square mile, the town of Belvedere. And while we have sending districts that come in, um, I would like to think we're doing some pretty incredible things for one square mile. So you are. Hey, Liz, you gave a couple of great quotes too with the talking about you have to be kind. Um, and I'm a personal fan of boys who tap go places. <laughs> but are there any other quotes you love that you'd love to share with us or mantras or anything like that? Well, actually, um, so having a son uh, has changed my, so what didn't come up in this conversation was my love of Disney. I think that's the overwhelming thing that most people know about me. And maybe it did with the Little Mermaid Jr., but that's a great show. So um, so my love of Disney, but having a son has made me look at Disney a little differently because it's a lot of princesses um, and finding good male films. They're great. The males are in Disney are great too, but there haven't, I don't know, I haven't connected with any. And now having an almost one-year-old, um, I look at things differently. So I watched Luca the other day, several times, in fact, because I loved it, not because my son cares. Um, it was so cute. But, yeah. uh, I really loved that movie. And one thing that I am going to start living by is the Silencio Bruno. Um, Isn't that a great line? I love it. Um, as a person who's very anxious at times, and mm-hmm. I overthink things, and I worry about everything under the sun, um, I think having that self-talk with yourself, because for theater too, um, stage fright, that's a huge thing that I have to talk to students about. And it's hard for me because I can't do what they do. I can direct, I can sit backstage. I was a stage manager in college. Um, I can call light cues. I can program lights. I can program sound. I don't want to be on stage. And I realized that junior year of high school, when I was in a fall drama in the middle of a production, I realized I hated every moment of it, but I still knew I loved theater. So I had to find my real spot. But so it's hard to have those um, self talks about um, stage fright with my students because I can't do what they do. I think they're the bravest little humans on the planet. Um, And you know, negative self-talk is something that all people have, not just theater kids. So I definitely love the Silencio Bruno. Um, And a lot of Walt Disney quotes are very um, inspirational. Uh, None come to my head. Um, And I'm sure I have my own funny quotes that other people would be like, why didn't she bring that up? Um, (laughs) But I am a big Luca fan. So if you haven't checked it out, um, everyone should because it's a cute film. Um, And it deals with a lot of friendship issues and anxiety um that silencio bruno i think is a huge uh thing because we should all get out there and try things like theater i actually uh almost two years ago now joined an adult tap class um and i have never danced a day in my life so it was a very challenging thing to get your body to move like a dancer especially in my older age (laughs) um (laughs) Yes, Um, but past your prime of learning to dance. Um, So another mom and I uh, did it uh, and it was so much fun, but it was, you know, every day I had to, 
the CAP class had like moms who were dancers for 14 years before this and they just wanted to like you know dance again I'm like oh cool I've never put tap shoes on um so you know talking myself through that fear every day of like they're going to judge me I tap terribly um and doing it because I just I yeah I I try to do things that I make my students do Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that I can't be a hypocrite and be like well just do it it's fine it's easy it's not easy none of these things that I ask my students to do are easy um so I always try to challenge myself with something that I expect them to do so Liz that's great that it's such a great way to end it Everybody watch Luca and hop in a tap class. Do something that gets you out of your comfort zone. Exactly. I love that. And Elizabeth Kerpat, we can find you on Instagram at? Great question. Probably Elizabeth Porcelli, but let me check it out. Um, I am sitting right next to my phone. Um, I never really... Uh, uh, it's actually Elizabeth, all lower ca- case, and then LP32 is my Instagram. Um, I also totally forgot about one thing I did during COVID um, to try and brighten spirits uh, that I don't know if you'd like me to mention, but I will. So yes, um, when COVID first hit, um, being a school psychologist and going virtual is very hard. 90% yeah. of my job is in person and counseling students and testing and things like that. So I felt very useless and disconnected from our students. So I started something called Positively Belvedere and it was a Google Classroom that I updated every day from March 13th, 2020. Uh, It probably didn't start on the first day, probably when week two hit of the quarantine Mm -hmm. and things were not going well. um, I started this Google Classroom because that's what our school uses called Positively Belvedere. And every day I updated it with a motivational quote or just a check-in or an activity to do during COVID, like a nature scavenger hunt or something like that. And I've actually kept it going through our last day this year. Um, We started uh, Tunes on Tuesday. I would post a either a song from our musical coming up or just a motivational song or just a classic for our teachers. A lot of times I think our teachers who followed the page got a kick out of it because it was like motivation for both adults and students. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was something that I think, I hope brought people pleasure, but just something that like made people smile every day. I know some of our multiple disability students love to find out what I was posting or what tune was on Tuesday or what fun fact was on Friday. Uh, Wellness Wednesdays, I think I did. So um, so that was uh, that's a fun thing that I will keep going uh, through my right. career uh, just because you don't need to be in a pandemic to need a positive morning pick-me-up. Um, and I think our reliance on each. It's just a way to see that someone cares and someone gives you an inspirational push in the morning, um, I think is important. And I hope we got that from COVID is we all need a little more of a push every day. And there's positive pushes out there. Positive pushes. I like it. That's a great reminder, right? We can all do something to our network, right? That's happy. You know, the smallest little note or posting something on a group and whatnot just really can lift spirits. Yes, I think in, in no matter what job you have or what your personal life is like, I mean, even just a note in your husband or wife or child's uh, lunch bag or, yeah. you know, 
I know one thing that my husband loves is I buy his favorite creamer when I'm at the store and it's just a little thing that he always forgets and I pick up so like I think no matter what your circle is either work I do the positively Belvedere um just any I mean there's so many opportunities to make anyone smile I know I was doing my son's first um first birthday photo shoot yesterday Kate I can't wait to show you the pictures but um so I I had to buy balloons and a lot of them and holding a one-year-old who won't sit in a cart or almost one-year-old who won't sit in a cart any longer and trying to get balloons into your car is a challenge I've learned. And I there I have to say there were three women in the shop right of Salzburg yesterday who were just so kind. And one woman helped me push the cart. She actually pushed the cart and the balloons outside while I had the baby. Another woman helped me get them in my car. I mean, there are just so many little things that you can, like that totally made my day. And that someone took the time to help me struggling with a baby and balloons. Um, just to stop and push my cart because I could not get through the like I was not making it through the door I was holding everyone up and she left her cart and her purse and just helped me through the door and got back so it's like little you don't have to nothing has to be monumental to make someone smile or pick up someone's day or um, feel like you're doing something great it can just be something like helping someone you see struggle in a shop right getting balloons through a door I mean that made my day yesterday because it was just so nice to have someone who cared and helped and do those little things. Do those, don't think you have to do some massive grand gesture. It can just be helping someone push their cart through the door because they're struggling. What a perfect way to end, Liz. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Thanks so much for listening to some more good news with Kate Cherichello. Whether you're listening on YouTube or via podcast, it would mean the world if you liked, subscribed, and or left a review. If you have stories of good news that need to be shared, please send me a message. Thanks again and have a great week.